Well, this is Invite Sunday, and we do this. This is our second year doing this. And the reason why we do this is because we wanted to provide an opportunity for the folks in our church to invite somebody out. Now, the reason why they invited you out, and hopefully the reason why you came, is because of your friendship with them. But the reason why they invited you out is because they want you to see what they have grown to love about our church. They want you to see really what God is doing in their life, and they're hoping that God will do it in your life. So it's really about going to God with your issues. Because the fact of the matter is, is if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of us, I would say a good portion of us here, are overwhelmed by life. We are overwhelmed by the things that go on in our life. Because have you noticed, even though you have dreams and plans of what you want to do, does it ever turn out the way you want it to turn out? Does it ever happen the way you expect it to happen? Sometimes it does, but for the most part, it doesn't. Because out of nowhere, things happen that you didn't expect. Setbacks happen. Bills show up. Medical issues happen. Life doesn't go usually the way that we like it. Or it might for a moment, but understand that. It's only for what? A moment. And it almost seems like in between those moments of where everything's going the way we want them to, there are these long periods of difficulty. And we wrestle with that. We wrestle with how to carry it. And so we try to carry it ourselves. The problem is, is that we were never meant to carry it ourselves. We were never meant to deal with those issues and those burdens. We were actually created for something more. And that there is something better. So I want to talk this morning a little bit about being overwhelmed. And then I'm going to go to the scripture. We're going to look at three verses today from Matthew 11. And we're going to see what Jesus says to us. He's going to provide us with an option. And, and that's a really good word, an option. It's something you can choose. It's something that you can decide upon. It's something that you can take it or leave it, but he's offering it to you. So I want you to, first of all, let's talk about being overwhelmed. Here's number one. All of us are struggling to carry the burdens and griefs of life. All of us are struggling to carry the burdens and griefs of life. You say, I don't know if I agree with that, George, because I meet an awful lot of people that seem to have it together, that seem to be, everything's going their way, they seem to be happy. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, appearances don't necessarily mean that everything is okay. It just means that they're good at covering what's going on in their lives. You hear what I said? Appearances don't mean that things are going okay. It just means that they're good at covering what's going on in their lives. Because the fact of the matter is that some of us are good. Some of us have been taught. Maybe you were raised in a family where you don't express what's going on in your life. It's not your personality or whatever. But the fact of the matter is is there's a whole lot going on. You don't know how to handle it. You're overwhelmed with it. And if, as far as anybody else is concerned, you're doing okay. But the reality is, is you're not. You're good at covering. 
But the fact remains, most of us here, if not all of us here, are struggling with carrying the burdens and the griefs of life. And it happens. Griefs happen. Out of nowhere, stuff happens. Why does that happen? I don't know. And we get frustrated. And can I be honest with you? That frustration gets expressed in anger. And a lot of times that anger is directed to people around us. They're the most obvious ones who get the anger, right? But then also God. We get angry with God. God, if you hadn't have done this, or God, if you had done this, or God, why did you allow this to happen? We say those kind of things, don't we? We're overwhelmed. And it's everything we can do to continue on. Here's the second thing I want you to see. And this is reality. The church is the last place that we think will offer us relief. That's a true statement. The church is the last place that we think will offer us relief. Why do I say that? Because have you ever noticed that when you come to church, have you noticed, you know, you're on your way over and uh, if you're like a typical family, uh, it was frustrating to get out of that house. You know, you, you, the bathroom thing didn't work at the house that morning and so you're in the vehicle and you're driving here to church and people's nerves are on edge, and you're like, rah, rah, you're fussing at each other, and, you know, it's like, well, you know, if you had gotten out of that bathroom sooner, or if you didn't eat that last bagel, my coffee got cold, waiting, I don't know. you know, and, and you pull into the parking lot, oh, there's nowhere to park, but as soon as you walk through the door, hi, how are you doing? Oh, it's been a great week. Wonderful, couldn't do any better. We're somebody else at church. Because we have this expectation that you're supposed to be somebody else at church. You're supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to be spiritual. And the last place that we expect, because we know that we're being fake and everybody else sometimes is fake, the last place that we expect to offer us relief is church. Because to be honest with you, it's church that sometimes actually creates a bigger problem for us. What do you mean? Well, I've got this burden, I've got this grief, I've got this issue that I'm dealing with. I'm, I'm, I'm desperate for God to do something. I don't know what God can do for me. But I show up here, I'm supposed to act like everything's wonderful and sweet and hunky-dory. Even though they ask me how I'm doing, I've got to tell them that everything's fine. When the reality is, is my world is collapsing around me. And because of the nature of church, you can't be real. And the last place you expect to get any kind of relief from what you're carrying is church. A lot of you know what I'm talking about. A lot of you are experiencing, some of you are experiencing that right now. You are overwhelmed. And you don't really know where to get relief from, and the last place you expect it from is here. Because you've been disappointed in the past. You've tried the church thing. And you've been disappointed. You've been hurt. Well, 
That's reality. That's where churches are at. Hopefully we're different. But I want to take you to something that is different, different than the church. It's actually more important than a church. It's Jesus. Can I say that to you? That Jesus is more important than church. And I want to basically show you a personal invitation he gives. Three words. Three things that, not three words, three verses of words that really are profound that I hope you will grasp this morning. So look with me. We're going to look at verse 28 through 30. Matthew chapter 11. Notice the words of Jesus. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. We're going to look at these three verses. We're going to basically divide them up into two sections. We're going to see, number one, it's personal. What Jesus is saying here is personal. It's for every single one of us here. It's not for the other person. It's not for somebody else around the world. It's for you right now today where you're at. It's personal. We're also going to see the offer. He's offering us something. Because he looks at your life right now, he sees the burdens you carry, he sees the griefs that you have, and he's offering you something different. Because the fact of the matter is, is we are overwhelmed. It does affect us. It's affecting our homes, it's affecting our workplace, it's affecting our own health. He's offering you something. So let's take a look at it. So first of all, I want you to notice it's personal couple of things that just kind of stand out here for you and I. Look at what he says there. Very first thing, come to me. Come to me. That's what he's saying here. What is it? Jesus is asking you to personally come to him. Jesus is asking you to personally come to him. What do you mean come to him? Well, let's be honest. I have stuff that goes on in my life. I have stuff that overwhelms me. I have stuff that burdens me. I have stuff that grieves my heart. I have stuff that I don't know how to deal with. I'm just going to be honest with you. Even for me as a pastor, it is very difficult for me when I go through things to go to anybody and talk to them about it. And that includes, are you listening to me, God. That includes Jesus. Now, if I do go to talk to somebody, it isn't always Jesus as the first person. I usually call a select group of friends and ask their opinion, and they're, they're looking for some kind of answer from them. And a lot of times I'm frustrated even talking to them about it because, they're, number one, they don't understand what I'm going through. Number two, what they have to offer has nothing to do with the situation that I'm facing, and I feel even worse after talking to them. Have you ever had that happen? Go through something, don't know what to do, talk to friends, they give you their advice, and you're even more confused. But have you noticed, the last person we do talk to, and sometimes the only reason we talk to him is because we're so desperate we don't have any other choice, is Jesus. Jesus is saying to you, look, 
come to me. Come to me. Be the first person you go to. Come to me. I am more aware of what's going on in your life than anybody here. I am more aware of what's going on than your spouse. I am more aware of what's going on than the people who are involved in the mess that's going on. I'm more aware of what's going on than you are aware, Jesus is saying. Come to me. Come to me. He's personally inviting you to come to him. You've got to make that decision to do something about that and either go and talk with him about it or not. Come to him. It's personal. In fact, the language, the way it's written here, it's like he's personally talking to you. It's not like he's extending a call. He's personally talking to you individually, saying, hey, come spend time with me. Come tell me your problems. Look at the second thing I want you to see here about his personal. He's inviting everyone who's overwhelmed by life. He's inviting everyone who's overwhelmed by life. Look at the words there. All you who come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. What's that word labor? Well, it's, it's basically it's conveying that you're trying everything you can to deal with what you're going through and it's not working. You ever been there? <coughs> ever gone through something and no matter what you do to try to overcome it, it's not getting better. In fact, it only gets what? Worse. And you're exhausted. Because you're trying to figure out what to do and you can't do it and you're desperate. And not only that, you're burdened. It's like a weight. You go to bed at night, you can't sleep because you're thinking about it. You get up in the morning, it's there again. It's facing you all day long. You try to find relief by listening to music and you listen to country music and it's some heartbreak song. So you switch the station to the rock station. It ain't no better. He's calling you. Now, here's the, here's, the, here's the problem, though, because we're in church and everybody's supposed to be perfect. So here's the thing. We've got this concept that God only wants perfect people to come to him. He doesn't have time for me with my problems. Boy, you're so wrong. Actually, I would say this. He doesn't have time for perfect people. He has time for you with your problem. You think you've got your act together? Jesus ain't got time for you. How do you know that, George? Look at how he interacted with the Pharisees because they thought they had their act together. He didn't have time for them. He had time for who? The broken, the overwhelmed, burdened people. Do you understand? And he's saying to you, look, he's inviting you who've been overwhelmed. Come to me. Come to me. So you walked in here today, you walked into the right place if you want to come to a person who can help you. And it's not me, folks. It's Jesus. Jesus is offering to help you. He's offering to help you. He doesn't want you to carry it alone. Listen, folks, the reason why you're carrying it, the reason why you're oppressed in this world with the stuff that's happening is because we live in a world that is marked by sin. He didn't create the world that you live in the way it was. When he created it, it was perfect with no sin. Paradise. But sin entered into the world because of man. 
This is not what he wants for you and I. In fact, he offers to give you something more, what? Later on, when you go to be with him. Paradise again. But in the meantime, he offers to help you to carry it through now. To give you grace to carry it through now. So notice there, he's inviting everyone who's overwhelmed by life. Here's the other thing. Look at what he says. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What's he saying? He wants you to understand that he offers you relief. He wants you to understand that he offers you relief. All right. You know, I've been stomping around on this earth for what years, 51 years. And I'm going to be honest with you, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life and have tried to deal with a lot of stuff in my life. Still going through stuff right now. I think that's true of all of us, right? I'm going to tell you right now, my best solutions are not solutions. My best solutions only open up problems. Because I can't understand everything that's going on. I can't see how to answer it. I can't see how to deal it. I can't see how to to solve the problem. No matter how much I try, no matter how much information I get, I can't solve the issues that happen in my life. And even when I think that I can, God allows, not just God, the world throws something at me that I can't handle. Have you noticed that? And I'm looking for relief. And people are looking for relief. And sometimes they go off into directions that they shouldn't and they end up in addictions trying to find relief. But Jesus is saying, come to me, come to me, you're burdened. I'm going to give you relief. I'm going to give you rest. Think about that. I think that's a perfect word, rest. Because when we're overwhelmed with the stuff that we go through, that is not the word that describes what we're going through is rest. Oh, you know, life is terrible right now. I don't know how. The bill collector's coming, health issues. Oh, but I just feel so at peace. No, that's not true, is it? Because we're not sleeping. We're irritable. We're angry. We don't know how to handle it. We don't even know what the meaning of the word is. But Jesus wants you to understand that he offers you Relief. Relief. It's personal, isn't it? He's right there offering it to you. But let's take a look at his offer. Because you've got a choice to make. Because that sounds good. I want that, right? Everybody wants that. We want peace. We want relief from our difficulties. But hey, you need to take a look at what Jesus is saying. You need to take a look at what Jesus is saying. And when you look at what Jesus is saying, it's very possible that you might decide you don't want it. Look at the offer. Verse 29 and 30. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
Here's what he wants you to do. First thing he's saying here, look, he says, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. He wants you to switch your burdens for his way. What are you talking about, George? Well, first of all, let me explain to you what a yoke is. Uh, If we were an agrarian culture, we would understand that. But we live in a mechanized world now. But if you remember back, if you've seen pictures of the ages when we use horses and mules and oxen to do heavy work, they would be yoked. They would have a contraption around their neck. Sometimes it would look very heavy. They would yoke ox together or horses together so that they could accomplish what needs to be accomplished. So he's talking about take my yoke, that is take my constraint upon you. That's what he's saying. Now as soon as I say that, the the, the pride within us, the the humanness within us is like, oh, I don't know that I want to do that, George, because that sounds oppressive. Somebody telling me what to do. And we want to naturally rebel against that. Did you understand what I'm saying? We want to rebel against that. You, do, do you know what I mean? I mean, it's like uh, when my daddy used to tell me stuff when I was a teenager. I just wanted to buck. Did you understand what I'm saying? I just wanted to do my own thing. I didn't want my dad to tell me because I just thought at that time when I was a kid, I thought he was the dumbest man alive. I found out later he was the smartest man alive because that's teenage. You know, you don't want somebody dictating what you need to do. And some of you, you know what I'm talking about. You don't want the man telling you what to do at work because you've got a better picture. And so Jesus is coming along here and he's saying, look, I want you to switch your burdens because right now you're overwhelmed. You're being oppressed by the junk that's happening in your life. I'm wanting you to take that thing that's weighing you down and I want you to take what I'm offering you my way. My way of life. And assume that rather than assuming a life where you're trying to handle it all by yourself because you can't. That's what he's talking about here. My yoke is easy. Learn from me. He's talking about letting him guide you in your life. That's the offer he's giving you here. Let's go on so I can explain it further. Look with me. The next thing he says there. He is gentle with us. And will help us find rest for our souls. See, when we think about Jesus telling us to do something, I'm going to be honest with you, most of us are ready to flat out reject that because we grew up in a church where somebody was always telling us what to do. Dress this way. Wear your hair this way. Don't go there. Don't watch that movie. Don't go to this person. Don't do that. You know what I'm talking about? Be careful. Don't do this. Don't do that. And why? 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 Well, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. And, and you automatically, as soon as Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, it's easy. And it's, it's like, oh, it's these rules. He's wanting to oppress me with these rules. No, he's not wanting to oppress you with rules. Because look at what he says. My way is gentle. I'm going to be gentle with you. And if you take my yoke, if you let me lead you, if you let me guide you, you're going to have rest. It's going to be different because right now you don't have rest. Right now you're trying to face life on your own and it's not working. See, it's Jesus is the one who's extending the invitation here. 
Jesus is the one who's saying, switch your burdens for what I want for you. And listen, learn from me because what I, because I'm gentle. And you, I'll help you find the rest that you want. Isn't that what we want? We want peace. Be able to lay our heads on our pillars and know, even though things are not going the way they should be, it's going to be okay. That's, that's really, you know, if you think about it, in, the, in some ways, you might have been offended at the last song that we sang. Because in Christianity today, especially in North America, everybody's supposed to get healed, right? But that doesn't happen. But the song we just sang is, is even if the healing doesn't come, you are God. You are faithful. We will worship you. How do you get there? Take his yoke upon you. He'll give you rest no matter what's going on. Here's the, here's the other thing I want you to see. His way is not overwhelming and difficult to bear. What he's asking you to do, what he's asking you to do as far as allowing him to guide your life is not overwhelming. Look at what he says. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's asking you to have a different way of life. A different way of life where he is guiding you, where his Holy Spirit is guiding you, so that when you face the things that you're facing it, you are able to handle it. It doesn't mean it's going to go away. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be wonderful, but you're able to handle it. His way is not difficult. You know what? If I look at church ways sometimes, yeah, it's difficult to do the things that sometimes are expected in churches. But Jesus didn't create those ways. Sometimes those are man-made ways. He's saying that what he's offering you is for his spirit to guide you and it will carry you out of the burdens that you wear, that you are carrying and are overwhelmed with right now. You say, okay, George, what do we do with this? Well, let me give you two thoughts as we close our time here. I think it has to begin with this, because you know what? Let's go back to that original statement. All of us are carrying burdens, and all of us are overwhelmed by things in our life. Some of those things are just short-term things that just happened. Some of them have been ongoing, long-term issues that just don't seem any way to find any relief from them. Well, here's what I want you to see. Here's what I want you to understand. Number one... You have to be honest that you're looking for something more. You have to be honest. I think we could go a long way if we were there. You know what? Because here's the thing. We don't expect anything from church. We don't expect church to offer us any relief. We don't expect church to offer us any answers. We just expect religious exercise when we come to church. But the reality is, is deep in our hearts, even though we go through the religious exercise, we're wanting something more. We want something more from this relationship. We want to experience this God. We want to believe the words that we just read from Jesus, right? Come to me, all you who are heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. We want to believe that. 
But we haven't seen it. We're not, and, and we are in a culture of church where that's not even communicated or expected, unless you're perfect. You have to be honest that you want something more, that you're looking for something more. Be honest about it. I'll be honest with you. The person that you need to be honest with is God. God, I'm expecting something more. I'm expecting something more. So here's the second thing. A negative past church experience is not what Jesus had in mind. A negative past church experience is not what Jesus had in mind. See, that's holding some of you up. That's what's holding some of you back is, you know, I'm not, I, I mean, okay, this sounds appealing. Jesus saying, come to me, take my way upon you. That's, that's a whole lot better than the junk that I'm going through right now. But the problem is, is you've got this barrier in front of you that's keeping you from making that step forward. And that step forward is, is that you, yeah, George, but you don't understand. I tried that church thing before, or I'm doing the church thing right now, and it's not working. There is no relief. If anything, it's just adding to the burden. Don't let that experience, whatever it might have been, and trust me, churches have lots of negative experiences to give. It happens here. It's happened here. But don't let that be the determining factor of whether or not you respond to Jesus. Because that's not what he had in mind. That's not what he had in mind. He had something so much more for you in mind. He had a relationship with you where he guides you in your life and he helps you to give relief in the midst of all that you're going through. So reach out. To him. That's what I'm asking you to do. Reach out to him and get that relief. Let me pray for you.